What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles post-game podcast. I'm Matt O'Leary, joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? I am feeling good because the New York Islanders won, even though it's preseason and it doesn't matter. I was just going to say, they won the fake hockey game, but it was okay. <laughs> it's not a uh, fake hockey game. It's pretty close to fake. Uh, all right. Sure. Fine. They They won, so that's good, obviously, but... We are trying something out, so we are going to, like we mentioned on the regular podcast this week, we are going to be doing post-game shows. Just a quick little recap of what happens, just to give you a little extra content. That's going to be for the Patreon, so you got to pay a little bit extra for it, but it's definitely be worthwhile, and we're going to do a little preview gimme for free tonight to see if you guys like it. That's right. So this is out for everyone. Don't Scott is not premium content, but throughout the season for all 82 New York Islanders games, we will record a post-game podcast. And this is just giving you a little taste, a little preview of what it's going to be like for all 82 games, baby. All right. So, Mitch, let's just jump right into it. What stood out to you early on in this one? Early on, the Islanders were flat. It seemed like the Islanders of last year where they just did this like, did they know they're playing today? Did, did they know they were supposed to show up? So that was my takeaway for <laughs> right out of the gate. I'm I'm surprised. I thought by how they were playing, like if I just was like taken out of a time capsule, plopped in front of my computer and was watching this game, I would have thought it would be a matinee game because they never show up for matinee <laughs> games. <laughs> That's so true. Yep. But yeah. it was a 7 o'clock start, and in the first period, it was, it was pretty much dead. I didn't really notice too much. Uh, Barzal, maybe a couple of shifts, looked like Matthew Barzal, which is expected. But other than that, offensively, I didn't really notice too much. No, I, I didn't see anything happening either. It seemed pretty much like they were just trying to figure out what they were doing. And if they were there, just feeling themselves out, it seems, for some reason, even though they've played this quote-unquote team it's not always the same lineup but they've played most of these players what is this the fourth time out of five games in the last six days yeah something crazy like that right that's insane it's insane um and they still couldn't get up right away like they took three penalties in the first frame that's rough yeah that wasn't good um a couple of penalties early on by uh josh bailey too yeah yeah and obviously that led to the only score or the only goal of the first period when Shane Gossesbear slap-shotted one, his third one, third. He scored three goals on the power play alone against the Islanders this preseason. 
I was going to say, it started to feel like deja vu after a while. It's like, I feel like I've seen this already. Yeah, you've seen it three times now. Because <laughs> that's the third time I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much the lone highlight in the first, and then that one uh, Robin Leonard save. Yes. So Leonard, oh, Leonard looked... Like, I'm, I'm sounding like I'm ranting and raving about him, but he was good. He put up a 926 save percentage, only let in two goals, stopped 27 shots, according to actually NHL.com, which isn't necessarily reliable when preseason games are played in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, I don't know if I trust some of the, We were looking at the shot totals before we started. I don't know if they're 100% accurate, but... Just for we'll just base it off NHL.com for for this, but I, yeah. just by the eye test, even he looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked comfortable, right? Like he didn't look like he's he's a big guy. He has he's not going to make the big athletic saves. He shouldn't have to make the big athletic saves. He's not. Um, well, how do I want to say this? An athletic goalie. He's a shot stopper, just like Ben Bishop. They've got a big frame. I'm just going to get myself in the way. So I need to be sound positionally. And then that's that's how that's how they get their bread and butter. Yeah, I mean, whatever works. And Leonard seemed to do a good job tonight. That's his MO and bread and butter, like you said. Um, for me, in, in the second period, because the first was pretty quiet other than that one goal, that's when the momentum really started to change. I big thought time. the Islanders came out with a lot more fire. I wonder what Barry Trotz told him in the second. How many times do you think he yelled accountability and responsibility during the second, the first intermission? He probably did. I've, you know, we're gambling men. I would put money on it. Oh yeah, over or under five times. Oh, over. Okay, yeah, same. I'll take the over. You have to be accountable and responsible out there. We keep saying it. Just be accountable and responsible. See, I said it twice in like ten seconds. Yeah, and they have what fifteen minutes in between periods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it worked. It clearly worked because, like you said, they came out with energy. They came out with fire. They wanted to prove something, and they didn't for a while. But they kept the momentum going, at least in the Flyers' end. And they were they were clearly the better team, at least for the first half of the second period. Right. And one thing that I noticed, even after he got wrecked into the boards, Josh <laughs> Osang had a really nice play defensively. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to say, it's only one play. Well, he wasn't making those one plays last year that you kept harping about. So this is a good thing. This is now two games where he does at least one good defensive play. You can't say he did that in those 22 games last year. No, but that's what the preseason is all about, is just evaluating the baby steps that are taken in development of players. That is absolutely correct. But people are still going to be like, yeah, but he, um, uh, he didn't record a shot on goal. Oh my God, really? Like, is that really where we're going here? He was a plus one. He's a plus one for people who care about plus and minuses. That's got to be a good thing. That's got to be a my Super Mario here. <laughs> it's a me, Mitch Anderson. <laughs> it's got to be a goal. Uh, yeah, so he's a plus one. Yes, he didn't get a shot. But like you said at, on our last podcast, this isn't a shooter. He's not the guy who's going to shoot first. If he has a clear and obvious opportunity, he'll take it. But it's not his first mentality or it's not his first idea. No. And if he's improving his defensive game, then what are you complaining about anyway? Exactly. We keep moving the, the stick, moving the goalposts on this kid. Like, well, he didn't he didn't produce a goal. Yeah, but he was good defensively. Yeah, but he still wasn't good offensively. And that's what he's supposed to be. Yeah, but the whole reason he wasn't here last year was for the defensive game. What the heck is happening? I don't know. I will never understand the flip-flopping that goes on with 
talking about Josh saying. Uh, same thing. I don't get it. But um, Jan Kovar scored, or Kovash. Kovash. Sorry. You yelled Oof. at me last episode for it. I'm going to yell at you now. Can I get my head back there? Jeez. <laughs> no, he looked pretty good. And the combination of him and Hosang on the same line, I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good that's a good thing to do. Uh, you got uh, a playmaker that likes to play down the middle in, in Kovash, and you got a playmaker down the right in, in Hosang. Um, and of the two, Kovash is definitely the one who's going to shoot first. Do it would be really nice on the left side? Some a little bellows? Keep for bellows. That would be a yeah. nice third line right there. That'd be a pretty nice third line. I'm not sure it's going to happen. One or two of those guys aren't making the team. At least oh, one. Probably. Oh, you're probably right, but I'm just I'm just dreaming about it. Yeah. The two playmakers <laughs> and the one finisher. Like, whew, now we're yeah. cooking. That's true. That's true. Um, all for less than three, not less than $4 million. Pretty Combined, good. yeah, probably yeah. right. Less than a Brock Nelson. <laughs> that, well, that I mean, it should be valued higher than a Brock Nelson. You would yeah. think. So, what do you what do you think about Kovash? How do you feel about him now that you've seen him play? Was this his second, maybe third game? Yeah, I think he looks more like a third line center. Okay, how did you feel about? It? And I'm asking this because I'm trying to get something out of you, like because I have a sentiment that I'm trying to get you to admit to. Uh, how did you feel about him at the start of camp, the first time you saw him? The first time I saw him, yeah. Well, did you think he was always a third line center the first from the, the day the day one that you saw him to now? No. Ah, yeah. See, he's getting better, isn't he? Yeah. No, I definitely think so because early on in camp he was struggling. Exactly. I know like way, way earlier we were talking about like, oh, maybe he's your second line center. Mm-hmm. But then I think it became like, oh, like Brock seems to be the obvious choice from like the team's perspective. But I mean, between if I had to pick between Kovash and Philpula, I think Kovash has looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Uh, I would definitely put Kovash as, as a third line center at this point. Um. I understand why he why he might not. I get it, but he seems to be making steady and consistent improvements to his game. He's familiarizing himself with the North American ice and the surface and the physicality of the game. He's obviously becoming more comfortable in his not only in his role on the team but his surroundings environmentally around just North America. Right? He hasn't lived here. This is the first time he's right. been here. So, this is not only a culture change on the ice, but a culture change for him individually as a person. So that's going to take a while. Like, didn't they talk about that when um, Jason Chimera and Andrew Ladd came over? Like, it takes a while to get adjusted with the kids and so on and so forth. Like, this guy doesn't speak English. Or at least not well. Sorry. He doesn't speak English well. I believe he does speak it, but he's just not a native speaker. Right. So obviously there is going to be a bit of an adjustment and... It might take him a little bit, but I think he has a higher ceiling than someone like a Philpula. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. The only issue is that Philpula has a no-move clause. Yeah, so what the hell are they going to do with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they do with that. How does this... What are they going to... Oh, so, yeah, I... What are your odds, or how do you feel about Kovash playing in the AHL this year? Do you think he does or doesn't? I... If they said they were going to send him to the AHL, I feel like he'd want to go back to the KHL. 
Yeah, but you got to think like it, with um, with Lou, nothing's black and white, or everything's black and white. So he's, he must have told him, if you're going to the eights, we're gonna send you down just so you can get used to it, and then we'll call you up when obviously you're doing well. Okay, all right, maybe you could sell me on it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I can. I guess I, I'm, I'm assuming that's how they sell him on it if they do that, because from what I understand, he's waiver exempt, so there's no risk for the Islanders. They could. We're sending you down. What are you going to do? You, you're going to leave for the KHL? All right. See ya. Yeah, and I guess they just shrug it off, right? Yeah, just short. Eh, well, we tried. It was him. He wasn't they still good owe enough. him that $2 million? How does that work out? If he leaves, I don't think that they'd still be on on the hook for it. Not that it really matters. They still have $10.5 million left to pay. So, like, right. $2 million isn't going to do it, so... But I, I, I'm liking his game, and he's getting better and better every every time we see him. So I can only imagine come the season, he should be in the lineup, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think he should be in the lineup. I Right now, he would be penciled in on my third line. Yeah, same. Easily. Mitch, speaking of someone who is trying to make the roster, not that I think they will, not that I think they have much of a shot, but that's what they're here doing. Michael Dow Cole actually had former fifth overall pick. Michael Dow Cole actually had a couple of shots on goal, although in no, it wasn't overtime. It was late in the third. He missed a wide open net on a rebound from a Ryan Pulak shot. Yeah, um, I just have to throw, bring that up. But is this a positive sign that at least there's pucks on net or are we just is this like the ultimate stretch looking for a positive i think this is a stretch i really do he looked absent for most of the game he only started doing anything once they started pairing him with uh was it hosang and parcel at one point like yeah, that'll I th- do it i think they're trying to give him a kick like what what do you need what do you need from us now? It's been like four years, although new management now. It's been four years. What do you need from us? Do you want to play with the big boys? Let's see how that works. Let's see. Let's see what happens if we give you a shot. And it seemed to give him the kick in the butt because, like you said, he registered a couple of shots, according to NHL.com, too, which is more than he's ever done, I believe. Uh, I could be wrong, obviously. I don't think um, he registered a shot in his three games. That would make sense. I think when we, when he was here, he didn't do a single thing. You're absolutely right. His stat line reads, games played four, a bunch of zeros. Sorry, it's zero, zeros. Zeros, and then one shot. He has one shot across four okay. games. That's Still it. not good. That's it. He's done nothing else. No penalty minutes, no plus minus, no power play points, obviously. Nothing, 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 nothing. And now he's got two shots. Is this a positive? I don't think so. They even no. gave him power play time in, in overtime, right? Yeah, they did. I mean, he didn't look good on it, but they gave it to him. They're yeah. giving him every opportunity. Like, what else could the Islanders possibly do? Nothing. Nothing. Really, at this point, it's on him. And at the, it really looks like he's going back to the AHL this year. Well, like, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, but he, I mean, he wasn't good in the AHL last year, like, at all. He really struggled. Well, I wouldn't say he wasn't good. He was okay. Then he put up, like, some 40 points. 30, 40 points? Two, he put, it was in the 20s. You like seven was it goals. really? I have to look this up now. Two I, years ago. not that I don't trust you, but. He had 41 two years ago, and I think it was 27 this past year, maybe. Oh, 24. Oh, in 15 less games. 
So he played 75 games, scored 41 points, and in 60 games, he scored 24. So if we average that out, 24 divided by 60 is 0.4 times 75, he'd be at 30. That's still an 11-point drop. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. That's not, yeah, with a minus 14. But Bridgeport should be a better team this year than they were last year. I know, but this is a fifth overall pick. Like you, I know. you should be dominating in the AHL in your second year. You would hope. You would hope. So this is going to be his third year in the AHL. <laughs> this was his fifth training camp. I know. I know. I know. People keep saying, "Well, he's a big body. It takes a while to get these big bodies going." Uh, How long? How long? Because we've been here four years, still waiting, and nothing's happening. It's been pretty rough. Yeah. So, like, I I want him to succeed. Clearly, it just. It's not happening. It's not happening. I think I think they need to cut bait with this kid, not just for him, or not just for them so they can get something, but for him. Just go somewhere else. Try something else out, and maybe it works out for you, bud. Can we, yeah, just send him to, like, a small market somewhere. Somewhere that's got a good system. Like, listen, we're going to send you to wherever. We can get whatever we, we can for you. We'll send you to Minnesota. All right. Play with them. Develop with them. You're going to like it. It's not a like it's, it's an OK market. Like he's Canadian. He's from Richmond Hill. Like he's used to the winner. Um, you'll get better. And that way you can at least get some playing time because you're not going to get it here. And we're done. Sorry. I mean, it seems harsh, but it, it's the truth. Yeah. And I don't know why I picked Minnesota. It was just the first thing that came to mind. Actually, it was the second one. I thought Tampa, but I was like, yeah, they're not going to take him now. Nah. Probably not. <laughs> All right, and then the big one in overtime was Ryan Pulak. Whoa, on the pa- you missed what? the Ross the boss goal. I did. I'm sorry. I apologize. Ross the boss doing big things. Big things. Did you see how he? Well, obviously, I saw you, you. I know that you saw it, but how he took that goal? Oh my God! This is this guy like not only a scrapper with his fist, but a scrapper in front of the net. Just like the instinct to know that the puck is going to jar loose and poof, pop, pop, pop it in. That's amazing. He's a good fourth-line player. He showed it last year. They just paid seven other fourth-line players this (laughs) offseason. Including him. Yeah, including him. I mean, he's on the books for four years. He'll probably, who knows, three years from now, maybe there'll be a slot open on the fourth line he could play. It just, because he was in the slot, and he was quite a bit out from goal. He had the wherewithal to know that there was going to be a rebound to come, and you can see him cut in and pop it in the loose puck right into the open net. To me, that's that's an instinct play and not something you typically see from a fourth liner, let alone a fourth liner known from dropping fists, like Ross the Boss. True. Like, that was, that was to me, it was impressive, not only because he knew that it was coming, but the way that he took the goal was very impressive to me. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It was good instincts to be in that spot, and really no one on the Flyers is paying any attention to him whatsoever, which is kind of surprising because he, he's a big person to miss. <laughs> he's a big boy. What is he, 6'4", 226? 6'5", 235. He big. That's a big guy. Oof. But yeah, so then yes, Ryan Pulak scores. Sorry, and I, then, I needed to have that. There we go. We had to talk up Ross Johnson there a little bit. Uh, and then... Pulak in overtime. I mean, any surprise that he's good on the power play? No. God, no. Could he ever move the puck around? Oh, my God. Yeah, right. between him and Kovash going back and forth, like, it's pretty sweet. 
it was amazing. Just him quarterbacking the power power play from left to right and able and being able to change the point of attack, and then the shot. Oh, he got everything on that. Just destroyed the puck. You can't stop it. No. Oh my god! But he got everything off of that, and the velocity. I wish that we had baseball metrics to know like the launch angle and the what's, what's exit the other velo. one? Yes, the exit velocity off of that. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Yeah, we need we need some exit velo. That's hockey. right. So SAP, get on it. We need some exit velocities. But that, that was an absolute missile, and kind of having to do with the game. Kind of, if you watch it, you'll know. I think everyone watched it from the same stream. Mitch, <laughs> after the game with the Titanic music going in the background, it was just too perfect. I thought that was the venue playing it until the like the off-key flute. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is clearly not the actual. <laughs> oh, my God. And the memes, too, like in the commercial breaks, you didn't throw some memes in there, too, or whoever was running it. It was, yeah, it was some, pretty funny. Entertaining stuff, and if you watch the game, you probably listen. Like I can't imagine you're listening to this if you didn't watch the game. But I'm assuming you watched it on the same stream that everyone else did, and the memes were a one. It was oh, it was yeah. entertaining. I want to see that stream more frequently for the uh, what they do during commercials. Like the, I heard it was a Final Fantasy song, but it could very well be. I think it was a Chocobo theme or something like that played. With a Commodore song as a crossover, oh, this is amazing! It was perfect. I loved it. I kind of want to download that now. Uh, and then the, the cat with the what was it the, the bongo cat or something? Yeah, he was doing the bongos. Yep. But it was uh, what, what movie was that? Was that the, the drummer? I think it's called. I don't know. The actor looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. He's. I he, can't remember his name. I forget his name, but yeah, he he kept like stopping him and. Just, Having to drum again, but it's a stupid <laughs> little cat, bongo cat. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a memorable evening as the Islanders win their third game on this on this preseason tour, second in a row. Second in a row. Uh, yeah. One more, and it's officially a streak <laughs> in the preseason where in nothing preseason. matters. Sorry, not nothing matters. Where the results don't matter. Right. We are looking at individuals and their development. So before we close out, we know the cuts are coming. Um, Bridgeport opens their camp on Monday. Cuts are probably going to happen on Sunday or any time between now and Sunday. Uh, maybe after the Rangers game, they'll happen. Who's the first person you cut? Uh, Tom Kunakel. Wow. Okay. Why him? I don't know. I don't see him having a role <laughs> on this team. Like I don't know. I just don't like his name. Who, who would you go with? Dennis Seidenberg. Oh, that's a better answer. Done. Sorry, bud. Like you've had a good NHL run, but it's it's clearly over. It's so clearly done. And like I I I, I want to keep him around just because I kind of feel bad. Like he's really trying, and he's it's just not working. But you buddy, just feel bad because you're similar in age, and you just don't want to feel washed up too. <laughs> I'm totally washed up. I could not. I could not play the game. I couldn't. There's no way I could be on the ice ever. Not even close. Um. So like he's already leaps and bounds better than I will ever be. But he's got a Stanley Cup ring. He's played, what, some 800-so-odd games, put up like 250 points. Like the guy's had a good NHL career. It's just clearly over at this point. Yeah, it's it's time. I like your answer better. Okay. 
I, I don't mind Tom Kunhagel being being cut. Like there's no, it doesn't seem like a point to having him around. But I don't know. Dennis Seidenberg would be my first one. Yeah, Seidenberg has looked a lot worse. Yeah. So that was it for the game and for our little post game show. How'd you feel? I uh, feel good. Uh, I think we we could include some more bits throughout it. Um, but I, I feel good about doing this because I think this is something that's sorely lacking in terms of a community for the, the New York Islanders where every team under the face, under the NHL has like content upon content upon content and all kinds of stuff with our team doesn't, we have a lot of podcasts, but we don't have a lot of post game content. MSG does their thing, but it's really just like, so coach, um, how do you feel about the game? Uh, and then he gets this random spiel. There's no kind of like processing and water cooler talk. Like we all crave. And I think this fits that. Yeah. So definitely if this is something that you're interested in after listening, be sure to be on the lookout for the Patreon. We'll be linking to that very shortly. You could do so by following us on social media at eyes on Isles FS on Twitter and by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash eyes on Isles. Once again, I'm Matt O'Leary. You can find me on Twitter at Matt O'Leary NY. Mitch Anderson is on Twitter at TLO Mitch. Please, wherever you are listening, subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps out. And also, for all your New York Islanders content, be sure to download the app, the Eyes on Isles app, or visit the website, eyesonisles.com. Another PSA out of the book, Mitch. This was fun. I like it's it. Good. You, did you hurt yourself in like the No, I, I, I twitch. I randomly, I have nerves that twitch, and I have a, a nerve that's twitching in my shoulder. And it's really, it doesn't hurt. It's just really uncomfortable. Okay, well, on that note, we're going to call out an episode. <laughs> I'm breaking down. <laughs> just like Dennis Seidenberg. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Eyes on Isles postgame show. We'll talk to you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.